0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. jerry don't worry it's only an hour long and most days it doesn't suck. all right here we go it's 502 it's thursday morning nice to see you the eddie Scazzeri, and good to see you across from me is handsome son of a he's got the No, he's not here uh, Al is, <laughs> yes he's not here i believe for the first time since i've been uh, doing this shift since 2009 full-time i think this is the first time that al's called out sick eddie is that true I would agree. Right? Aside from planned surgery or procedures, even with the, um, the hernia surgery, he came in with things looking like an eggplant, as he said, um, he was here. Yep. So, yeah. So, Al, who, when he came in yesterday morning, and we're going to get to Domingo Hermann in just a moment. When Al came in yesterday, he was back from Indianapolis, and he said to me, you know, I never get sick. I also never go anywhere. Got off the plane, came in yesterday. His throat, he said, was on fire. And then I woke up this morning to a text, which is amazing to me that he sent it so late at 9.30 last night. Uh, that's how bad he was feeling with a fever. So Al is out. He will be back tomorrow, maybe. Um, what's interesting, though, is these are the types of days that I think Al would have loved because he always says if it happened out in California and we're sleeping, did it really happen? He also talks about how... Perfect games. Well, I guess no hitters more so, he says, not that special. So perfect game last night for Domingo Herman. Now think this. And I was curious when I woke up. I couldn't wait to get in here and to to watch the last five innings like I did. Um, Because, you know, at the 940 start, there was no way I was up watching this live. And so you wake up, and the first thing you do is you grab your phone, and you want to see number one, I fell asleep right after – I I can't take these Mets pitchers going less than six innings, but whatever. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. Mets lose again. Uh, The last thing I saw uh, last night before the eyes shut was the Brewers taking the lead in the sixth inning, Um, and you're thinking, well, Mets are losing, whatever. The Yankees are playing later. And and my last thought was there's no way they would lose a second straight game to the A's. Nah, can't happen. But then I thought, you know, Domingo Herman while has had really good flashes this year – his last couple of starts have not been good, and so you start to think. In terms of Herman, matter of fact, his last two starts are terrible. Uh, in terms of Herman, you're like, well, maybe he can give the Yankees six or seven innings, and they can string together some runs, and they can even up this series against a bad baseball team. So you wake up, you go to your phone, and you go to check out the final scores, and you see Yankees eleven nothing, and you see yeah, the Mets lost five two, whatever. And then you look a little deeper, and I all I wanted to do was I wanted to see how deep in the game Herman went. And the first thing I see was when I clicked on the box score, still not seeing the game recap, just the box score, I see, wow, nine innings. And then I immediately looked over to the right side of the box score because I wanted to see a nine-inning game. How far over 100 pitches did he go? He didn't. I see 99 and 70-something for strikes. I'm like, damn. And then all of a sudden, I noticed the zeros. No hits, no walks, and now I've got to all of a sudden Google Domingo Herman and perfect game, and there it was. And I, as I said, I came in this morning, did a lot of my work, and got to watch, and I did it differently. I didn't watch Ruco on Yes because I did hear those calls coming in. I actually watched the A's broadcast, the beauty of MLB.TV. If, you have, if you're a subscriber, it is phenomenal the way you can go back and watch these things. So I go back and I watch the last five innings on the A's telecast. I know Dallas Braden's there. I don't know who the play-by-play guy is. But I will tell you this. They did an outstanding job. You would have never known. I would say it sounded more like a national broadcast, more so than it did an A's broadcast, because the energy they had was phenomenal. Matter of fact, in the eighth inning, when it was, I think it was Jonah Bride. So two, was it two outs? There's two outs in the eighth inning, and Herman is perfect, and Bride comes up, and it's a 2-0 count immediately. Then Herman throws a strike and then he he's he's off on the fourth pitch. It's 3-1. They were ready and immediately they're telling you that is the uh only the second three ball count of the night for Herman. So, you know, a lot of players will tell you that you get nervous in the later innings. They kind of realize it in the fifth inning, maybe 15 up, 15 down, or they got a no hitter into the sixth, and you start to get a little bit antsy or anxious or nervous or whatever word you want to use. Well, if Herman was ever going to be anxious or nervous, it would have been right there. 3-1, bride up, and what does he do? He gets bride, retires him, and you're going to the ninth inning. And then the other thing I'm thinking, too, is if you're a player on the team, you've got to feel some sense of responsibility to not screw up in that spot because the no-hitter is phenomenal, but a perfect game. So I looked this up. 24 all-time, fourth in Yankee history, 24th all-time. Eddie, if I ask you really – you guys look like you're having a meeting in there. If I ask you right now how many games have been played in the history of Major League Baseball, you would say – top of your head. 89,000. Okay, I thought about 100,000, and I was way off, as are you. There have been over 235,000 Major League Baseball games played in the history of this sport and only 24 perfect games. That is the type of rarefied air that Domingo Herman now finds himself in. And also, you were listening to Dallas Braden, who is Through, one of those guys. Correct. Which right. In- but I don't know who the play-by-play, because it was Ken Carash, I believe, for a while. Well, he was the radio guy. Anyhow, it doesn't matter, whoever the TV play-by-play. He was very good, though. Um, so, yeah, so 24 out of 235,000. Like, that's what we're talking about. And then you take it one further. Now, obviously, the odds aren't quite as crazy when you're just looking at one franchise, but there's only only four guys in the history of the Yankees to do this. Now, I know the Mets have never thrown a perfect game. They're lucky they have the one no-hitter, and some will argue about that because of the ball on the line, all that, fine. But four, so you've got Don Larson, David Cohn, David Wells, and now clearly if your name starts with a D in Yankee history, you got a chance to throw a perfect game. Domingo Herman does it last night. And so the next thing I start thinking about is, all right, so where does this come from? Like Herman? oh, to finish the thought, When you're talking about the guys being nervous, there was a ground ball up the middle, a little to Volpe's left, that you're thinking, "Oh, could you imagine sitting out there? You're a rookie on the Yankees. You haven't hit the ball great this season, but you've played played all right at shortstop. You've had flashes of brilliance. You've had some terrible games, too. But for the most part, you've been good. You've been solid out there at shortstop. Not great, not terrible, somewhere in between, all good for a 22-year-old, however old he is. Well, you're sitting there in the eighth inning, you get to the late innings of these games, and you've got to be thinking, don't screw up. I mean, at some point, and I know pro athletes don't think that way, but, you know, listen to Kyle Higashioka afterwards. I think that does creep into your mind. And I think it's one thing if you're an outfielder. Catching a fly ball is a fly ball. But, and I don't mean on the run. I mean a routine fly ball like the one to Bader, uh, which I'm getting all the innings confused. I think let off the ninth inning, but whatever. Then you get the ground ball. To Volpe, which I'm like I'm talking about, but then you've also got Donaldson, the XA, who made to win it. It's a sharp hit ball. It was a one hop line drive that he stabs, throws over, ball game over. The only thing it's missing, and this is not a knock against Justin Shackle, the only thing it was missing was John Sterling, who didn't make this trip. I thought Shackle did a great job. The final out sounded outstanding. Um, but it does take away a little bit when you're used to having John Sterling in those moments making the final call. Uh, to hear it from someone else I thought was it was different. So here you go. This was Justin Shackle. And the beauty of this, too, uh, the beauty of this was after he gets the first out in the ninth inning, the next two outs on two pitches. First pitch swinging by both guys. And here is the final out as heard on the fan. Eddie. Domingo hurt Third, Donaldson's up with it. He throws to first. Domingo Herman has pitched a perfect game. For the fourth time in the history of the New York Yankees, perfection attained. Yeah, so that was Justin Shackle with the final out there uh, right here on the fan. Here was Ryan Rucco on yes. Domingo Herman. That's more of the commentary of it after the final out. But I want to give you, just because I, I really thought they did a great game, this was the A's telecast of the final out for Herman. There's the bitch just swung on and one hop to Donaldson. Donaldson to first. He has done it. Domingo Herman has won the 24th perfect game in Major League history. And he is being mobbed by his teammates. Incredible. A perfect game for Herman. From the first pitch of the ball game, Domingo Herman showed you things were working well. Fastball, curveball, changeup—everything was on its best behavior tonight for Domingo Herman. And another thing that stood out, again, that's A's TV with the call. Another thing that stood out watching the game—the last few innings—and again, I was watching the A's telecast this morning just to get a different perspective. They did a a really good job as well of showing all the Yankee fans out there. Now, I know Yankee fans are everywhere. I get it. It's a global product, a global logo, all of that. Totally understood. But this place was overrun by Yankee fans, especially in the last few innings. And you sit there and almost wonder if you're an A's fan, and I know there aren't a lot of them out there going to games right now because they are on the move to Vegas, which we know, and they've been a bad team. And now with that loss, they're 21-61, and I believe. As they've come halfway. Can you imagine playing eighty-two games? Well, more than halfway. They've come they've played eighty two games, they've only won twenty-one of them. That's how bad they've been. And you wonder if they leave. You know, sixth inning, they're getting crushed. They wind up losing eleven nothing. You almost forget what the final score was, but this game was never in doubt. The Yankees clobbered them. And, you know, you might think it's seven nothing. Yeah, perfect game, but how often does that happen? We just told you twenty four to two hundred and thirty five thousand doesn't happen often. And you, you start to think, were they gone and it was just Yankee Stadium West? Because that's what it sounded like. And the TV telecast really did a good job of showing you uh, all the Yankee fans that were in that building So, a very cool night for Domingo Herman. And the other thing I was getting to and then I cut myself off was, so where does this come from? Well, you know where it comes from? It comes from the flashes that we have seen from him. Now, the last two games, I pulled up the game logs. The last two games were horrendous for him. You know, you look at the game against Seattle, he gives up 10 runs over three and a third. Prior to that was that terrible game in Boston at Fenway Park where he gave up seven runs in two innings, but This is where you look at the track record in terms of the entire season. Prior to that, he gives you six innings, only one run. You know, 86 pitches, all good, fine. Prior to that, six and two-thirds, he allows one run. They beat Seattle in the game before that. However, he did give up four runs, but they scored a bunch, so it was fine. Then you've got two runs over six, two runs over five, one run over six and a third, for the most part, while he has been up and down, and he has been up and down at times, there's no doubt, just look at last night compared to the previous two games, he has shown you flashes of brilliance. We've always said the stuff's there. We know he's got the ability to do that and be a be a top-of-the-rotation type of starter. But what he gave you last night was just outstanding from the word go to the point where your A's broadcasters told you at the end you could see that he was locked in from the beginning. And one other thing before we just do, and not much, just a couple minutes on the Mets. And again, four calls. Four calls. 877 337 6666 coming up in the middle segment. And Big Zoo will join me in the final segment. Um, one thing that I thought was cool that Aaron Boone pointed out that might have even helped Herman to achieve this the pitch clock. How about that? It kept him in rhythm, it kept a good pace to the game. There was no nonsense from the batters where they call timeout, where they're walking around for 10 minutes. There was no overthinking, walking around behind the mound. The pitch clock. It keeps the game moving. And last night it moved really well for Domingo Herman, who throws the perfect game, the fourth in the history of the New York Yankees, which is kind of cool. Um, One other thing before I just do a moment on the Mets. I just want to see, because I'm very curious, we talk about the pitch clock and the effect that it has had on these games, and clearly it has. I mean, if you're watching these games, you can absolutely tell that the games are different. The games move. A three-hour game has basically become a rarity at this point. So if I look at time of game last night, two hours and 30 minutes on the screws. That's what we're talking about. That's pretty good. And he throws the perfect game. All right, real quick on the Mets before we take a break and we get to your calls, 877-337-6666. Um, so Steve Cohen speaks yesterday. I caught a good portion of this. I didn't, wasn't able to get all of it. I'm still going through some of it, but I caught a good portion of it live yesterday, and he said everything I thought he was going to say. Buck ain't going nowhere. It's on the players. We need a president of baseball operations, completely frustrated, understands the fans' frustrations, but also gave you the other side, which is what we were talking about. I guess it was Monday uh, I was discussing the point. Uh, maybe it was with G the other day when he basically said, sell me on why the season's not over. And the only thing I could come up with was the fact that you got maybe, because Quintana started the rehab games, Perhaps he comes back, gives that rotation a little jolt. You've got much better starts for Scherzer. Maybe Verlander gets it. Um, and he even referenced Quintana as well. I will tell you, watching even last night, Senga, while he, uh, he's a good pitcher, he's fine, and he's been much better at home than he's been on the road. With the way the Mets bullpen has been taxed, it is just unbelievable to me how these guys cannot throw six innings. And I'm not saying they lost the game because of this, but the stats are what the stats are. And when the starters are routinely not getting you deep into games, this bullpen is shot. I mean, this kid Hartwig goes in yesterday, and he gives up right off the bat. You get the leadoff double in the sixth. And if you're a Met or a Met fan that was in that building or watching, here was the thought. Game over. Now, I know they got the line drive, and next thing you know, he pokes the ball to the left. Now it's 3-2. Now you really think the game's over because you also have no confidence that the bullpen's going to keep it there at 3-2. So if we don't feel that way, if med fans don't feel that way, if the broadcasters probably don't feel that way, why in the hell are the guys in the field feeling that way or not feeling that way? It just sucks all the life out of you. And so you've got Scherzer going tonight. He was real good in Philadelphia over the weekend. And, again, here's a series the Mets don't win and have to get a victory tonight to salvage a split. If Max Scherzer cannot go out there and give the Mets seven or eight innings, which I'm expecting he will, then I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, you're just you're watching these games, and it's, it's, it's almost torturous. You know, on one hand, we're talking about Domingo Harmon. He threw 99 pitches last night. 72 of them went for strikes. Think about that ratio. 72 pitches, 99 for strikes. It Really, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable what he did. And then you look at Senga, who goes five innings, and I know he labored to start. 102 pitches and only 59 for strikes. It's just, it's unwatchable. Forget the winning or the losing. That is unwatchable baseball. It's too much. It's just too much. So, Cohen speaks. Not a whole lot changes. Uh, We will see going forward. The Mets are going to hit the midway point with this game tonight. Uh, Right now, 36-44. and Not what they expected. We will see if they can turn things around starting this evening with Max Scherzer. I don't believe they will, but you never know. That's why they play the games. Take a quick break. Four calls coming up next in Big Zoo. In the final segment, right here on the fan. Before we get started, I just want to say, on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in high. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.